Hello and welcome to Setting the Skeen. I'm Ben. I'm Doug. I'm Tristan. I'm Elijah. And hey, we're actually all here this week. Yeah. This is weird. Yeah, I showed up. Yeah, you didn't. None of y'all skipped out on us this week. Hey, you know what? I'm sorry. You I'm sorry be. that we weren't worst hosts. No, you shouldn't be sorry for that. You should be sorry that you were a worst host whenever you weren't on an episode. I don't remember that, when that was, but it was legally blonde. Legally two weeks blonde. Ago. Yeah, that. Sorry. Uh, doing all this stuff with Patreon kind of gets my schedule all mixed up. Cause... Yeah, that combined with doing every episode two weeks before it's actually debuting. Oh, uh, yeah, that too. Yeah. What year is it? Well, it's uh, 2020, as it will be for the next 20 years. Um, <laughs> but uh, in the meantime, we're, we're, we're here to talk about a movie, not what year it is. So, uh, Doug, what do we watch? Yeah, so we watched... I'd the... like that as a... Uh, Speaking of twenty twenty, that was a good segue. Uh, here's yeah. the movie we saw. <laughs> I hate you guys. Um, what did we watch, Doug? All right, so we watched the two thousand one bomb that is Osmosis Jones. Uh, yeah, this movie came out in two thousand one. Was directed by the Farrelly brothers. Uh, Who? The Farrelly brothers, Bobby and Peter Farrelly. Well, They're fairly they well known before. Uh, only, only. The other Bill Murray masterpiece, Garfield, the live-action Garfield. Ah, yes, movie. my favorite Bill Murray I film. God. Oh yeah, that existed. I saw an interview with Bill Murray recently where he was talking about that, and it wasn't a recent interview, but it was a few years old. And he was saying that he, I, I think he like got tricked into. Doing yeah, no, that they role. did. Uh, he did because. Um, because what happened was, um, uh, they told him i think they just told him it was for, for something else no he thought the directors were another pair of directors oh he thought they were the cohen brothers that's what it is yeah so he got the he got the Farrelly brothers uh confused with the cohen brothers yeah. and what an, un, what an unfortunate mistake he hurt. signed a no, he signed a multi-picture deal with them yeah oh no. um because because that's how they got him to do Garfield one and Garfield two. Oh, look, I don't I don't know what Bill Murray got going on in his professional life, but the the man has a phone number that you call and leave a message if you want him to be in something. So what probably wound up happening was um so what probably happened was this was actually the movie that started the deal. So he probably signed this, and then he was looped in because this movie came out I think maybe like two or three years before. Garfield came out. I don't know. I don't know his opinions on Osmosis Jones. Uh, probably that he forgot it, like the rest of the world. He probably didn't like it because <laughs> it made him look disgusting. Yeah, it did. I remembered this movie pretty well. I absolutely did not. I think I remember the TV show more than the movie. I, I forgot there was a nostalgia correct review. But real quick, let me go on through the rest of this cast, okay? So we've got Bill Murray. Uh, the real lead of this is Chris Rock voicing Osmosis Jones, which this movie did get me thinking, why does Chris Rock not do more animated movies? Like, he did this and he did Madagascar, but he's got such a good voice for animation. Um, but that's neither here nor there. Lawrence Fishburne, David Hyde Pierce, uh, William Shatner, Ron Howard, uh, Kid Rock. <laughs> As Kidney Rock. Yep, 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 yep. Um, yeah, Bill Murray. Uh, Uncle Cracker was in it also. I kept yes. scrolling. Um, oh, uh, one other thing. Okay, so. Did you say William Shatner? Yeah, William Shatner. Okay, sorry, I, I'm, I'm looking at the, the mayor, cast right? list now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm looking yeah, he through was the, the cast list now, and I just didn't hear um, it. Okay, one other thing. All right, so budget of this movie, $70 million. How much did this movie make? 
14 million. Did you no say way. 70 million dollars? 70 million dollars. Like 14, my goodness. <laughs> what a, what a this movie bummed. Um, That's the nice way of saying In it. terms of ratings, it currently holds a 6.3 out of 10 on Instagram. Instagram on IMDb. It holds <laughs> That's 50- right. Instagram is rating movies now. It holds a 57 on Metacritic and a 55 on Rotten Tomatoes, but Google has it at 87%. So, I mean, you know. Can we trust Google? But why? I mean, Google is just notoriously generous with its ratings, apparently. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so that's the movie. That's what we watched. Um, this movie actually won an award. At uh, the Montreal Comedy Festival, it won the Just for Laughs Award. I don't know what that means. <laughs> it's called pity. It's it means it's That's not a good a movie, but we award. got it's not a good movie, but we got some good laws out of it. Is what it means. I guess. So, uh, what uh, were y'all's experiences with this movie? I can go on and tell you mine real quick because uh, I don't really have one. I thought that I watched this movie, and then I realized, like halfway through watching it, no, never watched it. Just watched the nostalgia critic review of it. Like so many movies that we've done episodes on. Uh, so I've I've seen this movie. I couldn't tell you when I saw this movie. I also watched the TV show when it when that was a thing. I don't remember anything about it. I I, I don't remember the TV show existing ever. Uh, but I remember the movie pretty well because we all watched it like I don't know five or six times when I was a kid, and one of those times was in school, like like Elijah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I have. No memory of a TV show, but I think I've seen the movie three or four times in school. And, you know, you were listing those ratings. I think science and health teachers around the world give this movie at least a 9 out of 10, especially if they like puns and stuff. Um, Yeah. Because in my experience, science teachers and health teachers love to show this movie in class. They, uh, that's, that's the big movie day in your health class or your biology classes when we all watch Osmosis Jones. And I had that experience probably three or four times in different classes throughout my growing up years. And I thought that was a pretty universal experience. I definitely know other people who've said the same thing, but you guys didn't so much. Yeah. Doug and I have never seen this movie in in schools. That's a hardcore no. Um, but then again, I mean. Sly County, we didn't we didn't watch movies that mattered. No, the movies that we watched, or that at least that I watched in school, were movies that we probably shouldn't have watched in school. Uh, like I saw Saving Private Ryan twice. No way, twice. Any movies we've done on the podcast? Um, I don't, I don't think so. No, Ben um, hasn't seen any of them. Right. The the only movie, uh, and then I. We also watched World Trade Center a few times with uh, Nicolas Cage. Interesting. I actually right. saw that you in school once. That. Right. Also, like, subject matter aside, that's also just a bad movie. Um, uh, but, uh, but yeah, I think the only, like I said, the only movie that I remember watching in elementary school was Atlantis, but we never watched it all the way through. Why? What was the Because it was like context? that. that it was like that thing where you don't plan to watch a movie that day, so you just turn the TV on. Because I think our library like had a movie going in the background for teachers who like needed to stall or something like that. Oh. So Atlantis was the movie, always. Oh No, Doug, that's because your teachers were hungover. <laughs> I would argue that, but I mean, it is South Georgia. There you go. And none of my old teachers listen to this, so yeah. That's what you think. 
<coughs> yeah, they're all listening to this one, pal. Oh. And wishing they showed Osmosis Jones in class. I watch Fern Gully. Like, <laughs> maybe every single uh, year I probably watch Fern Gully. Anyone else? Saw the Nostalgia Critic review of it. Fern Gully? No one watched Fern Gully? Not in school, no. Are you kidding me? I don't even know what that is. I, I watched, watched Fern the Gully review of it. Every single Earth Day. I've seen Fern Gully, like, I don't know. Dude, 10 times? Dude, 15? I grew up in southwest Georgia. We didn't care about Earth Day. We cared about the starting day of hunting season. That was it. And they watched Bambi. Just kidding. No, but we did watch Where the Red... No, 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 no. We watched the only, like, semi-educational movie about hunting. We watched Where the Red Fern Grows. Oh, oh, yeah. I actually watched that in school. Um... And read the book and just cried like an absolute infant. I know that we read the book. I don't know if we ever watched the movie. So, fun fact, uh, first book that I ever cried while reading. So, hey. And then there was like a 15-year gap. (laughs) Right. And then you read what? Bridge to Terabithia? I was about to say, that was the other one that (laughs) No, Bridge to Terabithia never did it with me. Although heartless monster. Watching the movie Bridge to Terabithia uh, did send me into an existential crisis, so that was fun. Wow. Hey, me too. I know, right? I actually had a giant crush on Anna Sophia Uh, Who didn't? And uh, (laughs) and yeah, that that, that was a thing. Who didn't? I, uh, I, I... I don't know who that is. Uh, she played or, Leslie in... I mean, I Bridge got that, but... Um, no, actually, I think... I'm sorry. She was, I think she the, was in I Charlie think, and the Chocolate Factory. She was Violet Yeah, she was Violet. Soul um, Surfer. Which I had not seen until... Okay, now you know, though. You know. You saw I it. Think, I think the only... The second book in my life that I cried while reading was actually a book that I read for a class all but my own. Um, it's... A, I mean, it's about the Holocaust. Don't know it, but sounds like I no. Would cry. Excuse me. The second book that I cried while reading wasn't in high school. It was in middle school. Also, a book about the Holocaust, um, the, uh, the Hiding Place by Corey Ten Boom, and then all but my life. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. So Osmosis Jones, though. Um, yeah. So I I remember I did not this cry movie. while watching this. No, not not even a little. Um, oh, and neither did the actors makes... while making it. They that makes one of us. They were not good criers. Anyway, um, I remember this movie pretty well. I remembered some of the jokes, but some of them actually did take me by surprise watching this as an adult for the first time. Um, and I also remembered very much how gross this movie was. I actually remembered which scenes I'm just gonna look away from during this movie. I'd say, I mean, a majority of this film takes place inside of the main character. His name is Frank. Uh, so you see a lot of the inside of Frank, and while it is modernized, uh, structuralized, it's animated. They're buildings. It's a cartoon. It's a they, city. They try, right. to, they try to cartoonify. Right. It. The idea is metropolitanized. That Frank is yeah. Frank is That's on the we'll inside. He's a city. And there's, uh, there's a mayor who runs things from the cerebrum, and there's white blood cells who are like the police force that get rid of germs that come in, go AWOL. And pretty much everything that you think would have a role in the body exists as some sort of anthropomorphic Right. Character. They like drive on, uh, on blood vessels to get to different organs and stuff. As it's like their daily nine to five. Yeah. Yeah, it's not, the, it's not gross... I didn't think it was gross when you were like looking at a lot of stuff inside the body. 
because like the context was kind of minimal like right. you just you it was just like okay yeah this is the liver but it looks like a cartoon street or something but the gross part is when you see bill murray uh popping a pimple yes or throwing up or doing some other stinky thing that or this eating man a is... hard-boiled egg with mayonnaise and like all the salt on it yeah and not to mention like soil and pine straw and monkey germs yeah, from monkey say, mouth uh, and monkey saliva yeah i was about to say because like bill murray like technically like french to monkey in this um but uh but yeah i think the only like gross animated thing is when we go inside of bill murray's mouth and see the egg get chewed up because yeah. that's just also this is a weird fact about me. Also, just as someone who hates hard-boiled eggs, like that was just like, oh, that's so disgusting. I agree. Yeah, it just, but it just lingers. It, it lingers. Egg. It lingers on these disgusting moments. You know, yeah. like it, if it was just straight through and gone, and like did the nasty thing, moved on, I might be a little okay with it. But th- this this boy was trying to hack <laughs> up some vomit for like a whole minute before yeah, he actually yeah. got around. They there are the whole yeah. plot points revolving around gross out humor in this movie yeah yeah it's it's a pretty gross movie so there are parts that i'm like i've seen this enough to know what's about to happen plus they pretty much tell you what's about to happen um and so i know i knew when to look away so i didn't have to see vomit but um not all of the humor in this movie i should say is gross out humor a lot of it is just puns so if you hate puns and gross humor you'll really hate this movie so there's also a lot of like adult humor and innuendos there's some of those yeah um which isn't really all that unusual for an animated movie right i mean no i think it's just i think we're all at that point in our lives where we're going back and watching a bunch of animated movies and we're like oh oh that that was there okay all right sweet good deal go dogs um yeah uh yeah. Well, I, I'm going to say, I actually do think this movie's funny. I think it's worth watching for the humor at least one good time. I should, I, I hate that I've seen it four times or whatever, but I think it's worth watching at least one good time for some of those jokes. Question, just for the room. Um, do we think there's a difference between a movie being funny and a movie being, like, just something with a lot of laughs in it? Because that's honestly what I'm trying to, str- that's honestly what I'm struggling with right now. Because I don't know if I think this movie is a funny movie or if I think there are just a bunch of laughs in this movie. That's an interesting distinction. That's a, I guess I'm just trying to figure out, you know, where's the line there? Well, it's like if, if you asked me to list comedies I really enjoy, I would never say this movie. Right. Yeah. But it is, I mean, it's got lots of laughs in it. I mean, it's genre is animated comedy. Um, but like, I mean, like so I, I guess my thing I don't know if there's enough of dis- enough of a distinction to say well this movie just has a bunch of laughs it's not a comedy. Okay, we don't have to talk about that right now but that is something that I'm going to just think about for yeah. the future. Okay, for, that's for interesting. The, for the first editorial episode of this podcast that we do where we analyze like subgenres or like what it means for a film to be funny or scary, we'll we'll I'll, I'll table this say, discussion. We'll, we'll get into the deep questions. You know, is Osmosis Jones really a comedy? Is a hot dog a taco? The deep stuff. The real question, though, is: is Osmosis Jones is Osmosis Jones 
just a strict comedy or is it instead a political drama mm. because there is that side of it you know there there is a little bit of that in here because i mean you know when we get down to it you know the here, plot I, of i got it political dramedy that is a that is a subgenre there you go because you know i mean Nailed look it. look i mean you know when we get when we get down to the heart of it i mean the plot of this movie is basically a deadly virus invades a, an entire community, culture, society, um, and the only reason it's not stopped sooner is because of mishandling by the government. So that that really is what this movie's about. <laughs> Topical. Yep. And that's all we're gonna say about it. Yep. <laughs> Hey guys, what's up? It's your old pal Ben. Y'all already know I'm here. I am here, well, first of all, to say thank you, but also to share some announcements with you guys. Now, like I said, thank you. I mean, you have taken some time out of your day to come listen to some people ramble on about a movie that you honestly probably don't remember that well, unless you just happen to be a super fan of Osmosis Jones, which if you are, more power to you. Uh, But yes, thank you for taking the time to listen to us. Now, your support means the world to us, but if you're sitting here thinking, what else can I do to show my support? Well, you are in luck. I've got plenty of ways for you to do that. The first thing, the easiest thing you can do is just keep on doing what you're doing. Keep listening to the show. You can also tell your friends. Follow us on social media. You can do that. It's easy. It's free. And honestly, it means the world to us. Now, what else can you do? Well, You can go on whatever uh, platform you're listening on, Spotify, Apple, whatever, and you can leave a rating and review. It will also be tremendously helpful uh, because it helps with the algorithm, which helps more people find us, and that's awesome. Now, another great way you can support us is by checking out our merch store, which is at vitermedia.com slash merch. You can check out. uh, We've got some stickers. We've gotten some buttons. Now, one other thing you can do, you can also check out our Patreon We've got some cool behind-the-scenes stuff, early access episodes. If there's something else you want to see on there, you just let us know. Now, that is all I've got for you this week. Uh, be sure to check out the other shows on Viter Media. Now, let's get back to the show. So, Doug, there's there was something else you mentioned that I think would be fun to talk about. You said there are actors in this movie that are too good to be in this movie. That's the real question. That's yeah, the that's real like question. 90% of this cast. There is one actor in this who I was like, yeah, he deserves to be in this. And I'm going to say this, but I don't hate this actor. It's just... William Shatner deserves to be in this movie. <laughs> okay. He, he is deserving of this. And yes. So, on William Shatner, I don't know if you guys know this. There is an animated Christmas special called We Gotta Catch Santa Claus, wherein William Shatner voices Santa Claus. I got one better for you. Uh, not not involving... That was a funny movie. Not involving William Shatner, uh, but there's a really good Christmas special called Rhapsody Street Kids uh, Save Santa Claus, I think. It's got Mark Hamill in it, like half the cast of The Simpsons. Um, 
Rhapsody? Perfect. Rhapsody Street Kids. Okay. Um, but you know what my favorite piece of William Shatner just media entertainment is? It's when he so gloriously blessed the world with his rendition of Elton John's Rocket Man. Um, has has no one what? Has no one seen this? No. Did he sing it or was it animated or something? No, dude. He sang Rocket Man in front of a crowd of people at an award show. And he smoked like three cigarettes while doing it. It's amazing. All right, well, I know what we're doing after I, we get in I haven't, I haven't we, seen that. Y'all, y'all. I can't believe y'all have never watched this. No. Anyway, uh, podcast on pause. Okay, um, so yeah, so William Shatner deserves to be in this movie. Chris Rock does not deserve to be in this movie. Chris Rock deserves to be in Madagascar, which is a much higher quality animated film than this. Uh, Bill Murray is a phenomenal actor, and I hate it when he's in crap like this. I hate it when he's in crap like this and freaking Garfield. I hate it. Look, I okay, hate it. this movie is not on the same level as Garfield live action. You're right. right. It's slightly better. It It's significantly better. But it's not I, slightly. It's, hate, it's more than that. I hate movies where when Bill Murray is on screen, I actually hate him. And this movie does that because they make him the single grossest human being on planet Earth. Accurate. And and Bill Murray deserves better than that. Yeah, I I actually agree. I, this movie also makes me not want to like Bill Murray, and I want to like Bill Murray. I <laughs> Bill, love Bill Murray. Bill Murray, you know, at this time, the eighties and nineties was just cast in roles where he could look like a middle aged man who did not have a lot of stuff going for him and was not doing well in life, whether his health or success or whatever, and. Those were the roles he played usually. But I think this is also right around the time that Lost in Translation came out, which is, I think, the only movie he's ever gotten a nomination for an Oscar for. Um, I haven't seen that one. Okay, seriously? you, Tristan, I'm actually disappointed that you've never seen that movie. Uh, okay. Okay. Um, I have another actor that I think deserves to be in this film. Okay. Uh, Chris Elliott. Who's he playing? Who's the- Uncle Bob. Who is I- Chris Elliott? Oh, oh, Uncle Bob. Got gotcha. you. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. I, I think he very much deserves to be in this film. Um, I'm just going to list off a couple more actors who I think are too good for this film. Uh, David Hyde Pierce, uh, who's literally doing the exact same performance that he does in A Bug's Life, <laughs> um, just in medicinal form. Um, and then uh, Molly Shannon, who's very funny. But the last two movies I've seen her in are this and Horse Girl. Um, and I'm just like very confused with what she's doing with Doug. I'm very confused too by Horse Girl. Yeah, it's a movie. I'm pretty sure it's on Netflix. Now, uh, she's the teacher, right? Yes. She did have at least one really funny scene in this movie. Her first scene. I mean, she had a lot of every minute she's on screen. I'm like, oh, heck yes, Molly Shannon. But also, Molly Shannon didn't need to be in this movie. She's better than that. I'm pretty sure she was also still on SNL at this time, which is. Come on, Molly, you do the piece of crap movie after you get off the show, not while you're in it. That's 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 my list of like of people who just were too good for this okay, movie. Okay. And and one more. Lawrence Fishburne. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm sorry. That was actually yeah. the entire so reason he, we made up this talk. Yeah, about. he uh he put in quite a performance as a voice actor on this movie. I'm just telling y'all 
Lawrence Fishburne, like he's he's one of those actors who like and I'm not, I'm not saying this to be, like, mean or anything, but, like, you kind of forget that he exists until he pops up in just an awesome role. And then you remember he's a legend. And then it's just like, oh, yeah, Lawrence. He's amazing. How can I forget you, man? He's he's so great. He's, and it would be so easy to turn in the performance that this movie deserves playing a villain like Thrax. But Lawrence Fishburne is saying every single line like it is an Oscar-worthy performance, and I love it. Also, I love the fact that he doesn't play a villain all that much, but when he does, chef's kiss, perfection. Yeah, he does make you squirm. (laughs) I know as a kid, I thought he was freaky. How about you, Tristan? The scariest uh, man I have ever seen. I th- I think I I picked up on some Freddy Krueger vibes with the finger knives this time around. I I was spooked. <laughs> I was spooked solid. Man, look at I that! I was very scared. I needed to go <laughs> change my underwear. I was so scared. Wow, Tristan. We waited yeah. until Osmosis Jones to watch the scary movies. Uh, he, <laughs> the, truth. the epitome of horror. What can I say? Tristan, I was watching you while you said that, and your face was... He's dead inside. Yeah. Yeah, he killed me. See what y'all... <laughs> I actually was about to say that. Like, y'all don't even know. Like, Tristan legally was pronounced dead while watching this movie. But then he came back to life. It was amazing. Yeah, uh, Elijah started crying over him and brought him back to <laughs> See, life. Oh, yeah, that's a major plot point. Um, just like Bill Murray okay, coming quick. back to life. Real quick, just want to point this one thing out. That child actor sucks. I hate her. Also, I just want to point this out. Pokemon pulled that move first. Uh, the crying to revive yeah. someone. And I want to point this out. Bill Murray made me tear up at the end of this movie. With yeah, I don't follow that logic. That, that's but okay. You, you don't have on. to, but I'm a sensitive well, man. Everything that happened outside of the animated world of Frank's body was was not a good story. <laughs> it sucks. It's not good. So the story is pretty much Bill Murray has got this daughter, but his daughter takes care of him more than he takes care of her, and then he almost dies, and then she cries and brings him back to life. You know, That's it. That's what happens when you're just a stinky man with yeah, a stinky life. Yeah, this really was ahead of its time, because it really did point out the problems of the obesity crisis in America, which was just on the rise at this yeah, point. Yeah, that's right. Super well, Size Me came out. Oh, yeah, I watched that one in health class, too. Uh, me, too. I didn't. Although, I mean... So, come Doug, on. you're a beautiful man. What well, thanks, babe. <laughs> what happens... Everything remotely interesting in this movie happens inside the city of Frank. In this constructed world right which i think they realized after the movie came out which is why in the tv show it's in the body like they don't do much outside of the body everything mostly takes place inside the body so who was this movie made for elijah i liked what you said it made for health teachers and science teachers. (laughs) yeah i think so that's who really latched onto this movie in my experience it was not made for me i'll tell you that i was gonna say earlier the animation in this movie was interesting because anything that came in from outside of the body was like 3D animated, kind of like 
partly at, at, least. at least in part like the pill was definitely that way different from the rest of them um the dust coming in and the nose was 3d um some of the food that came in like through the i guess you know the stomach where they all mm-hmm. i guess they go and watch things enter that's an activity it's, I don't en- know. it's entertaining yeah yeah so <laughs> so um it was all it was all done in 3d which was pretty cool yeah and this came out in 2001 which was when animators were experimenting with that we've talked about it with treasure planet and yeah. atlantis the lost empire second time we've mentioned that during this discussion it was before everyone used it uh-huh yeah and also i think i think it's very interesting because i think the two separate parts of this movie are made for two completely different audiences because i think everything that's outside that's like live action frank i think it's made for like very young kids yeah but i think that the animated segments are pretty much like made for the whole family but more edged in like the preteen to teenage audience um yeah yeah, because it's animated, which kids like, but really little kids don't know what a white blood cell is. They don't know what they're watching. Well, they will after they watch this. That wasn't the distinguishing factor I was going with, but I'll take it. You were talking about the dirty jokes. Yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. Well, you know, those those get slipped into a lot of animated shows and movies. All right, let's give this thing a score. Uh, now, if this is your first time uh, listening to us, we use a 100-point grade scale uh you can think of it like an american grade scale abcdf 100 means it is a perfect movie and a one means that is is a steaming pile of turds so yeah who wants to go first i think i'm gonna go with 77 really a mid to high c feels right for this movie okay it's not i don't want to say good but it's not bad i mean without all the animated stuff it's horrible but this movie is, and this may be just slightly too strong a word for this, but I'm going to say it anyway. Creative. The idea of, I would agree with <laughs> of that. an animated movie that takes place in a quote-unquote city that's actually the inside of a person's body, or the, the blood it, I mean, cells of the police force. Creative. Yeah, so, um, so I think this movie kind of fills that niche. And I, you know, I think this movie's worth seeing for that reason, if no other. Uh, nobody should see it as many times as I've seen it in all my science classes, but I think it's worth seeing one good time. I think your students would enjoy watching this film with you. You think so? Yeah. Well, I'm a I'm an ELA teacher, and there's no plot to to speak of. So. I think sure there is. I think you should. I think you should play your students this movie, and then just give them your commentary as you watch. Ah, it. okay. Um, I I can go next. So I think Elijah touched on this, but we've established that they are there are very much so two different movies happening here. Um, you know, the live action and then the animated. Uh and when you put those two together when you put together the terrible live action with the really good animated, I think this movie it's 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 just below it's a little below a seventy. I might give this movie a sixty four. So a little below a seventy. Okay, look. I was about to say that's a little bit more than a little bit below okay, seventy. Okay, look. Let me let me rank movies the way I want to rank. A little movies. a little below seventy. All right, Tristan, what are you gonna give it? Uh, I'm gonna give this movie an eighty one. Wow. I mean, let me just say, like, the way I take this grading scale is it is, I mean, ninety five and up is gonna be like my top twenty movies, um, just for reference. 
And, I mean, you can go back and listen to what I've given other things. You know, and 80 just kind of sounded like... Because Elijah said it's creative. I agree. I think it's really creative. And I've seen it maybe like four times in my life. Uh, but all all the times I saw it, I was young. I think the last time I saw it, I was in seventh grade. Um, so, I don't know, like 2009 or something. So, yeah, it's been a while, but 81 sounds right. Well, Elijah, we were wrong. We will concede that to you, Doug. Oh, yeah. Knew it. <laughs> yeah. I knew it. Well, I forgot we took say, bets. Uh, because Tristan's giving us a very confused <laughs> look, uh, if you didn't listen to last week's episode, we all uh, were trying to figure out if Tristan would enjoy this movie. I was telling y'all it was going to be a Road to El Dorado situation. I wasn't going to care that much about it, and he was going to like it. I knew it. I knew it. What? How are you confused? What did you guys say? Well, they thought you weren't going to like it. Yeah. Why? I, well, you know, sometimes it's hard to predict. Your... Yeah, you're you're kind of tough to read sometimes. Tristan, I think I think what this is saying is that Are you, you and saying I... I'm unpredictable? Yes. That's the highest compliment I can Tristan, get. Tristan, I think what <laughs> we're actually saying. I will take saying, that. I think what we're actually saying is that you and I like we get it. I get you, Tristan. Oh, I understand you. Wow, I didn't know it was my birthday. Thanks, everyone. Hey, Tristan, it's not your birthday. So, uh, my score. <laughs> oh, oh, go, go on. I'm, I'm listening. I don't know why you paused. Uh, yeah, I'm going to give this a uh, 75. Um, I think it's fine. Uh, it's not something that I'm going to go watch all the time, but I didn't hate it. Would you tell your grandmother about this movie? <laughs> That's the real test. Uh, I mean, I don't. Honestly, watching movies with my grandparents is actually pretty interesting. My sister will sometimes tweet their comments about movies, which is a good time. Uh, I'll keep an eye on that from now on. You should. So what's our average? Uh, So yes, after plugging that into the scoreometer, we get a final score of 74.25. So I would say that it is solidly average. It's fine. That you are right. Of course. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> I'm glad you noticed that. I was interested to see if you or I would be closer to the average, but uh, as always, it's you. <laughs> of course. Hey, Ben, I got a question. What's that? What are we watching next week? Well, I'm going to let Tristan say it because it was his idea. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Hey, Tristan, what are we watching next week? Good question. Next week, we are going to be watching Wes Anderson's 2007 film, The Darjeeling Limited. I've never seen it. I know that Darjeeling is a tea. But have you seen it? No. I've seen the tea. I'm the only one who's seen this movie. I've seen the tea with Doug G. Every every Wes Anderson film that I've seen, I saw with Tristan, because Tristan is that white guy. Every Wes Anderson film I've seen, I've seen with both Tristan and Logan. So I need to get Logan in here to watch this movie. I'll tell you what, though. um, It's a great movie for... Thanksgiving, which is just around the corner. Um, it's a great family and reconnecting and uh, about learning and growing. Nice. So look up, look out for that one coming up soon. All right. And while you're keeping an eye out for that, also keep an eye out for all things Vider Media. You can check us out on social media at Vider Media. You can check out our website, vidermedia.com. It's all there. You can buy merch, all sorts of stuff. Anyway, Thank you for joining us. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Like Tristan said, be sure to join us next week as we talk about the Darjeeling Limited. Anyway, until next week.
I'm Ben. I'm Doug. I'm Tristan. I'm Elijah. And this has been Setting the Scheme. Y'all have a great week. Thank you.